Y'all, thank you for letting me have my Baptist moment. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I know that's real old school and that's real back down home and all of that. But but it, the sentiment is still the same. What a friend we have in Jesus. Because if Jesus wasn't my friend, I don't know where I'd be right about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. My Bible is open to the book of Job. Singers, you may be seated. Thank you so much. Thank you, musicians. My Bible is open to the book of Job. Chapter 14. Hallelujah. They took some of y'all back. Hallelujah. Some of y'all didn't know where to go. And I'm like, what is that? What are they doing? I have never, ever in my life heard that before. The book of Job, chapter 14, is our custom here at Restored Life that you stand at the reading of the word of the Lord. And verse 7 reads, For there is hope for a tree, if it is cut down, that it will sprout again and that its tender shoots will not cease. Verse 8 says, Though its roots may grow old in the earth and its stump may die in the ground. This is my verse. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud and it would bring forth branches like a plant. Yet at the scent of water it will bud say it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant for the brief few moments that we have left together I want to talk about my stump will grow again my stump will grow again father I thank you for your anointing I thank you for your power God I need both I need that anointing and that power to minister this word for God, standing, standing before me are some hurting people. There are some people who have smiles on their faces but are crying on the inside. There are some people who, who have good things to say but feeling bad on the inside. There are some people who have on the glad face but the sad heart, God. So I ask you, God, to anoint me to preach deliverance to those who are down. God, I pray that you set the captive free, save, set free, and deliver by your power and by your word. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the most pres holy presence of God. My stump will grow again. This is a very familiar book. Uh, may not be a very familiar passage, but it is a familiar book. We uh, many of us have heard the story of Job time and time again. Many of us are afraid of the story of Job because we're afraid that we may have to uh, suffer some of the same things that Job suffers. And so we kind of try to stay away from that book like we try to stay away from Revelation. Amen. But if you read the book of Job in its entirety, you will find that it's many nuggets in there that will help you through whatever you're going through. Because I dare to say that out of all of these wonderful faces that are sitting in front of me, there's somebody in here that's going through. There's somebody in here that's having a little rough time. And maybe it's nobody but one or two of you. And you can just sit there and don't tell everybody your business. Just look at me and grin real hard. But I know I'm talking to you. And I came to preach this message to you. Your stump will grow 
Again, I'll just give you, catch us up to where we are in chapter 14. The first chapter of Job talks about Jake, talks about Job and what he had. Job was a good man, a righteous man, and Job had it going on. Job had all of this money, all of this cattle, all of these children, a very fine house. He was riding nice. Everything was going great for Job. But all of a sudden, Job gets attacked by his character. Now, I know we always jump to where Job loses everything, but the first thing that gets attacked by Job is about Job is his character. Because the Bible says that Satan um, is in heaven with the sons of God, and they're all having a little meeting, a little talk, and, 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 and he asks Satan, God asks Satan, what is he doing? He says, I'm roaming the earth, going to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. And so, so, so God says, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan says, yeah, I've considered him, but you have a hedge around him. I can't get to him. But I guarantee you, if you remove your hedge, he will curse you to your face. Uh, and that's the first thing that gets attacked by Job, his character. If he's not protected, if he doesn't have the protection of God, then he will fall. Uh, and then and then we know at the end of chapter 1, Job loses his property and loses his children. Chapter 2, Job loses his health. His, and his friends show up. Oh, yeah, maybe his friends should have stayed away, but his friends show up. In chapter 3, Job sinks into depression. In chapter 4 and chapter 5, his friends tell him he has sinned and he is being punished. In chapter 6 and chapter 7, Job is entangled in self-pity. He's feeling sorry for himself. Chapter 8, Bildad tells Job to repent. Got to be something wrong. You need to repent to get out of this. I don't know about anybody in here, but if you ever been in trouble and you repented and God forgave you, but you were still in trouble. Oh, yeah. Y'all holified out here. Y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But you done done some junk in your life and you still paying for the junk you did, even though God forgave you. Yeah, I got a little saying around here. God forgives, but nature doesn't. Yeah. Chapter 9 and 10, Job gets an attitude with God and decides to set up a meeting with God to complain. And he complains to God. Chapter 11, Zophar comes and tells him, you need to stop all that whining and repent. Uh, and then in chapter 12 and chapter 13, Job says, okay, I got something to say. And what he does is he tells all of them off. So now after Job cusses all his friends out, and everybody telling them, I don't know. I'm, I'm just talking to some real people. You ever been in a situation so bad and everybody keeps bringing you these scriptures and telling you what they think you ought to do and they ain't never experienced what you've experienced and they are expert at what you're going through and they never had to go through. Sometimes you want a spiritually a Christian-like cuss them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know y'all super saints, so y'all don't ever feel like y'all need to give somebody a piece of your mind or you really need to tell them, I know you mean well, but shut that. Shut up. You ain't never lost a loved one. Shut up. You ain't never been sick like this. Shut up. You, you got money in your pocket. I'm the one broke, and you trying to tell me how to manage my money. Shut up. You might even be right, but I don't want to hear that mess right now. Shut that. Yeah, I got three or four real people in here now. Yeah, 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 yeah. People got advice. And Job got fed up. Now, Job is now fed up with God. 
And he's fed up with his friends. He's fed up with his wife. Somewhere secretly wishing that God would have took her with the children. And now in verse, in chapter 14, we find Job alone by himself. And Job is now sitting, I imagine, in the woods somewhere on a stump. And Job looks around, and the first thing that comes out of Job's mouth is verse 1 that says, A man is born of a woman, but a few days, and those days are full of trouble. I don't know, but I, I've been in situations in my life where I got by myself and all I saw was bad. I tried to think of something encouraging. I tried to think of something that would make me laugh and a laugh wouldn't come out. I tried to come up with something that would make this situation look good. And, and even though it would look good for a second, it would turn bad again. And I end up by myself in trouble. sitting on a stump and he looks around him looks at his surroundings and he says although I'm in trouble it ain't really that bad yeah I done lost everything yeah my friends getting on my nerves yeah my wife telling me to curse God and die yeah I, I'm destitute now when I was rich yeah I was a healthy strapling man now I'm a weak emaciated sore and covered man and, and, but I'm sitting here on this stump and God preaches to him through a stump and he looks and says verse 7 for there is hope for a tree. If a tree is cut down, it will sprout again. And that its tender shoots will not cease. So Job now is getting a lesson from the stump. And the stump is saying, first of all, Job, you got to have expectation of change. You got to understand that seasons come, but just as they come, seasons will go. Seasons will change. Yeah, Job sits there and realizes, I can't go any further down. So something good got to happen sometime for me. I got to go up sometime. It got to get better sometimes. Yeah, yeah Psalms put it this way, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is life. Y'all know the rest of this. Weeping may endure for a night, but comes in the morning. I may be crying now. It's midnight, but morning is on its way. And I got to expect something better than I have now. So I can wake you up from your sleep and just turn to about two people and say it's getting ready to get better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're crying now, but it's getting ready to get better. I know you're hurting right now, but it's getting ready to get better. Yeah, yeah, my tree is cut down, but my tree will grow again. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning of this year, I, I coined the phrase, my tree is still green. 
and, and we were saying that, and it started to catch on throughout the church, that my tree is still green. And I understand that since we've been saying that, that some of you have been going through a winter season, and, and your leaves are starting to shed on your tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you notice now, all the leaves on your tree is, are not gone. Yeah, yeah, because there is still hope for your tree yeah yeah well 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 pastor yeah if there's hope for my tree i need to understand what hope is well what is hope hope is confident expectation it's a firm assurance regarding things that are unclear and unknown in other words i don't know how but i know i will i don't know when but i do know soon I don't know what God is going to use to bring me through this or to bring me beyond this. But I know that one day at some time, at some point or another, I will make it through this if I do not give up. Somebody shout, don't give up. I don't know. Am I helping somebody this morning? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to expect change to happen. Yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah, some of y'all kill me. Y'all, y'all will come in here and talk about that you sick, and then we pray as a body, and you get well, and you come back all surprised that I got well. And I be wanting to say so bad, I be humble, you know, and say, God bless you, that's beautiful. But I want to say so bad, what do you expect? If you ask the Lord to heal you, what do you expect him to do? If you ask God to save you, what do you expect him to do? The problem is we're so surprised because we don't ever expect God to do what he says he's going to do. I expect a change. Second thing that you have to do if you expect your stump to grow again is you have to evaluate your circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Evaluate your circumstance. Job says, though its roots may grow old, he noticed that the tree um, could grow old and be buried in the earth. Or the stump could die in the ground. Job was a realist. So am I. Yeah, yeah, so am I. And I have to deal with certain things in my own life called reality versus revelation. Reality versus revelation. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what happens is, uh, uh, Minister Philip is sometimes... In our efforts to teach about the power and the practicality of faith, we make sight and faith enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know the scripture in the Bible, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah, and we've given you all type of examples of walking blindly and trusting God. And, and, and all of that is great. All of that is fine. There's nothing wrong with that because there's an element of faith that is called trust. And that you have to not know what's going to happen, but know what's going to happen. To trust God. I understand that. But all of the time, sight and faith are not enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And as a matter of fact, God will use sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To prove what you believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give you scripture. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. In other words, faith is an intangible tangible. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the thought of faith, I can 
cannot feel or I cannot see. But the evidence of faith, I can touch all the time. Oh, prove it, prove it, prove it, prove it. I, I believe that God has a place for us as a body. Right? I believe that. That's intangible. But I'm going finding buildings. That's tangible. That's the evidence of what I believe. I, yeah, 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 yeah. The reason that we keep saying please give toward the building is I, you can believe all you want to, but the tangible part is I give toward it because I know it's going to happen. Yeah. It's an intangible, tangible. Yeah. And God uses things that we see to challenge our belief. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can prove my point to you. Uh, when you're in pain, that pain is not a figment of your imagination. You are in pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When your heart is broken, your heart is broken. And it's not nothing. You're not going to come in here and I tell you your heart not broken. And you say okay and walk away. No, you feel everything that comes along with a broken heart. And you, it is real to you. It is something that you can see. All right, if you go to your bank, ain't nothing in it, you can see that. And I don't care how much you blink at the bank, how much you speak in tongues, how much you turn around three times, how much you touch your neighbor. If you don't make a deposit, your junk going to be empty. That is a reality. Hell in my home is a reality. I can't walk around and think it ain't there. We cussing each other out or we ain't talking to each other. Hell is in my home. It's a reality. And God puts us, yes sir, in the midst of our realities and his revelation to see if we will believe what he says. Yeah, yeah, God will put us in between our this and thou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes that because it, it proves to us who he really is. This is about to kill me, but thou art my shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has gotten me depressed, but thou art a lifter of my head. Yeah, I don't have no food, but thou preparest the table. Before me in the presence of my enemies, this is getting on my nerves, but thou will keep me in perfect peace if my mind, I'm in my this, but I'm standing in front of my thou. Reality versus revelation. And just before I get upset, just before I get ready to throw in the towel, just before I get ready to quit, I got to realize that it was thou who created this. Yes, sir. And if thou created this, then thou can get me through this. Look at about four people and say, I can make it through this. Oh, say it like you really mean it. Don't play around with it. Tell somebody, I can make it through this. Oh, shucks, I feel like preaching in here today. I can make it through this. I dare you to clap your hands and give God praise in here. I can make it through this. 
Hey, I understand that it's hard. I understand that it's difficult. I understand it's tumultuous, but you can make it through this. First, if you want your stump to grow again, you got to expect change. Secondly, you got to evaluate your circumstance. You got to understand it's for real, though. But I got a God that's bigger than what I'm going through. Yeah, this is for real, but I got a God that can control this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for real, but I can't let this thing go for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I can make it through this. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I can't let it go. And David had to stand before Goliath, and Goliath was real, but he believed in God more than he believed in Goliath. And David slew Goliath. He said, although you are giant, I can make it. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know if it's five of y'all or three of y'all, but I came to tell you that you can slap yourself and say, I can make it. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing on that part right there. I can make it through. Make it through this. So we got to expect God to do. We got to evaluate our circumstances. And third and finally, we got to have some excitement over certainties. Yeah, there are some things that I picked up in this text that are certain that Job says. He says, verse 9, he says, although, although this tree now is out here alone, chopped down, nothing left but the stump, and, and, and the roots are buried, the roots are, are weak and sick, and the stump itself is almost under the earth. Yet, at the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant. Yeah, at the scent. See, the blessing of this text is not when the water comes. There's a certainty when I smell rain. Something on the inside of me will start growing again. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Yes, sir. Yeah, I ain't waiting on it to rain yet. It's just the thought of rain coming that sparks something up in me and brings life up out of at the scent of water. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, 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 down Mississippi. Yeah, my cousin's here today. God bless you. Down in Mississippi. Yeah, it's Mississippi when you in town, but when you in the country, in Mississippi. Yeah, when you in Mississippi, my mama used to tell me that grandmama used to go outside and she used to stand on the front porch and she didn't have a meteorologist. She didn't, she didn't have weather updates on a Blackberry. She didn't have severe weather on Fox 5. She didn't have severe weather on Channel 2. She didn't have any of that. She just inhaled and she said, I smell rain. Come and go get the clothes off the line because I smell rain coming. But mama, we don't see no cloud, baby. I smell rain coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when the rain got over the house, oh yeah, especially if it was the springtime, she'd tell all the children, baby, go outside. But mama, it's raining. Yeah, I know. Go outside and get wet in that spring rain. Because they believe that if you got wet in the first spring rain, 
and you got God's water on you, it was going to do something to your immune system that you wouldn't get sick for the rest of the year because you got out in God's rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that sounds country. I know that sounds archaic, but at the same time, it got some spiritual sense to it. If I can get under God's rain, God Almighty, that everything that's been trying to take me out, everything that's been trying to kill me, everything that's been trying to put me down, yeah, well, I'll get some life again and inside my stump, yeah, 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 there's life about to come out, yeah. Well, 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 pastor, 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 calm yourself, calm yourself now. But pastor, uh, what is the signal to the life that's still in me. The signal is the scent. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. The scent of rain, the smell of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, God has a unique aroma that he will let go into the atmosphere just before he's getting ready to do something special in your life. There's a certain hint that comes around when he's getting ready to do something magnanimous in your life or in your situation or in your existence. And what you got to do is learn how to inhale. Yeah. I know the movie was popular with the women waiting to exhale, but every now and then you better go out on your spiritual porch, baby, and inhale so you can discern what God is about to do in your life. Yeah. I came to encourage somebody, baby, start inhaling and see what's about to happen in your life. I know there's some stuff you don't understand, but I dare you to inhale and see that it's some rain coming in your life. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's it's coming. The rain, it's coming. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that peculiar smell. Anybody ever smelt rain before? It's a smell that you cannot describe, but you can distinguish from every other smell. I know some of y'all that's used to smelling smog, but if you ever been in the real country where that air clean. And the only thing you smell early in the morning is that, that stench from the plant down the road. And then by 10 o'clock, that, that plant smell go away. And then all of a sudden, if a rain coming, you can smell it just as, yeah, I can smell the rain. Look at about five people. I know some of y'all ain't done what I told you to the whole message, but be obedient this time. Look at about five people and tell them the rain is coming. Rain is coming. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Come, lift your head up, baby. The rain is coming. Don't, don't, don't be down. The rain is coming. Don't, don't throw it out in the towel. The rain is coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. If you believe it's coming, come on and give him some praise right here for the rain. Give him some praise for the rain right now. Right now. Right now. If we Ah, uh, to expect our stumps to grow, again, we got to expect change. We got to evaluate our circumstances, and we got to get excited over our certainties. He didn't say in this text that a stump might grow. He said that a stump will grow, again, at the scent of rain. And that's something to give God praise about. That's something to give God glory, and it especially means something to somebody who has been down for so long, who has been hurt for so long, 
And I feel you. I understand where you are. I, I, I empathize and sympathize with you because I've been there. Also, you don't know, Pastor, what I've gone through. You don't know how bad the pain is. You don't know how much I hurt. You don't know how heartbroken I am. You don't know how much in turmoil that I'm in. You, you don't understand. I've really been messed up. I've been messed up, but I did some study about trees and how they grow. And what I found out about trees, Minister Byron, is in order for a tree to grow tall, the roots got to go down deep and spread out wide. It got to go deep and wide. Yeah, down and out. Yeah, and all I came to tell you, baby, if you way down and you way out, you need to give God praise because when you get down and out, you on your way up. Yeah, God's getting ready to take you up. I've been down and out. I've been broke down, but I'm on my way up. Somebody shout out. 